Alrighty, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, beautiful people, peace and blessings upon all y'all. Uh, this podcast episode was recorded over a year and a half ago. The sister reached out to me and she wanted to share her story. And I thought it was a great topic to share because it's a conversation that doesn't take place. And I know there's many sisters, there are many sisters in the same, who may be in the same boat as she was at some point. Um, me and her had an agreement that she would remain confidential and that not only would I not show her, but I would also alter her voice. I reached out to her recently because I finally am releasing this uh, due to other reasons. She is doing this out of the goodness of her heart and to be a means of inspiration to other sisters. She doesn't have to share the details of all this. Please be understanding of that. Please be respectful of that. Uh, make dua for the sister. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease her affairs. And without further ado, let's get into this. We will be discussing some serious things. And I will be releasing this in several parts. So, that's pretty much all I have to say. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Everybody, peace and blessings upon all of you. Welcome back to another episode of Friday Feels. This is an episode that before I say anything, I want to make sure you all understand that it is for mature audiences, okay? We're going to be talking about very serious things. Um, we're not going to shy away from anything. There's going to be details. I don't even know what the details are at the moment. This is unscripted. This is going to be raw. I don't know the story, but I just know there's a story to be told, and that's what we're here for, all right? I want to thank you, firstly, for being here. I want to thank your family, for your, your siblings, for joining us, taking time out of your, your days to um, make it here so that we can make this podcast happen and this episode a success, inshallah. Before we get into you, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say like, I don't want, to, I don't, I don't want there to be fluff. I just want us to get right into it, inshallah. Why do you want to do this? I want to do this to let the woman out there know that if they're in a toxic situation, there is hope for them. Okay. And we'll preface this podcast with that. I want you to know that obviously, like obviously we haven't spoken into detail as to what you're going to share. I just know basic things about you. And I just want you to know, um, I'm sure we're going to be going into a dark part of your life. I'm sure we're going to be going very deep. And I want you to know that do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable. If you need to step away for a bit, step away. We'll pause the podcast. If you feel you need to just, if you, if you guys want to console her, that's fine. Go ahead and do it. Don't worry about the cameras. Don't worry about what we're doing. Everything can be taken care of afterwards. Okay, so the priority here is you. You do what you need to do as you're revisiting your, these parts of your life. Don't worry about don't worry about all this, all right? The conversation is between you and I, but whatever you need to do to be comfortable, you do that, all right? We're on we're on your flow, not anything else. Cool? No problem. I appreciate that, honestly. All right. So with that being said, let's get into it. Bismillah. Also, I just want to give everybody a heads up. If you're watching the video and you see me check in my phone, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm simply looking at the phone because I need to get up every 20 minutes and restart the cameras. And... Um, that's why I'm on my phone. So no disrespect. Uh, you already know this. But 
I just need to be mindful of my equipment and I need to restart things so we don't record, keep talking, and it didn't record. Cool? With that being said, let's get right into it. Let's go. All right. Give all of us a quick breakdown of you, of your life. So I am Palestinian. Okay. I come from a very strict household. Okay. Very controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents definitely cared more about what the people in the village thought more than attending to my needs, Mm -hmm. like my emotional needs. Mm -hmm. I was physically abused as a child as well as emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a child, I kept a lot of things internally. The only time uh, my mother would show me any kind of love is if I did something she wanted me to do. Okay. Were you born here or were you born in the st- back in Palestine? I was born here in the States. Okay. And you've been married how many times? I've been married twice. Twice. How old were you when you first got married? I was 22 when I was married the first time. Okay. And the second time? Second time I was 27. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll go we'll just go we're just going through your life that's what we're doing um we're going to begin with the first marriage okay you're gonna break it down everything that you went through whatever it is that you want to share um and then we'll do the same thing with the second all right all right bismillah so go on like literally the mic is yours so with the first marriage um let's just get back to my parents real quick okay um they thought that the answer for a uh, female that's ha- that's around the age of marriage, the answer is marriage. Mm. No matter <laughs> who it is or what they do, how old they are, yeah. ma- marry him. He's perfect for you. Mm. So the in my first um, marriage, it was to my cousin. Oh, wow. Okay. He was a lot older than me. Okay. I knew right away. Like 10 years older or like, f- like two years older? Close to 10 years. Okay. Um, and... He was from Palestine. Okay. So we just were two different people, and I noticed that right away. Was he from overseas, or was he? He was from overseas. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And um, I knew when he came to ask for my hand in marriage, I sat down with him, and mm-hmm. I knew right away I did not want to be with him. Okay. However, like I, you know, previously mentioned, my parents are all for marriage. Yeah. Um, so they were really adamant about me marrying him. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot because I told them that I didn't want to marry him. So you were forced into it? Yes. There was nothing inside of you. There was, you had zero inclination to be with this man. Exactly. Okay. So were you able or did you feel comfortable at all to express your distaste for these for that progression between you and him him? did you tell your parents like i really don't want this i said that a million times and the the responses that i would be getting was love comes after marriage Mm -hmm. he's your ticket to the jannah (laughs) um you know he's a relative at least you know what kind of a person he is um he's going to be good for you he'll do whatever you want uh, they even, uh, you know, made him buy me things that I didn't even need or want just to, you know, butter me up, literally. Mm-hmm. And my mom made my life a living hell um, while I was saying no to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she literally made my life a living hell 
just so I could see that as a ticket out of the misery that she was projecting onto me. Wow. Wow. She doesn't want this, so let's well, make her life hell. Literally. So at a like, so at a point, um, I was like, you know what? I can't handle this anymore from my parents. Mm -hmm. And then also be because of my emotional abuse as a child, I always wanted my parents' validation. So they got you to the point where you felt like you needed their validation or their acceptance. What was what was it? their validation? Their acceptance, their love. I just wanted to make them happy um, because my whole life I was told that basically like uh, I'm not worth it. So from a very young age, your self-esteem was ripped off from you, ripped away from you? Exactly. So you're saying that your desire to please them as an adult, right? Yes. Remained because of what your childhood environment was like? Absolutely. What, what, what was it that stripped away your self-confidence, your self-esteem? What made you feel like your identity, your existence relied and was dependent on their approval and their validation? So my parents were very controlling and any time I would try to contest them or say anything, because um, they're very old school as well, mm -hmm. I would be put down immediately. Mm. And if they wanted me to do whatever um, it was they wanted me to do for them, for their own agenda, they would gaslight me. Imagine being love bombed and then when you're being yourself, you get absolutely nothing and you get abused. What kind of things would they say to you? Um, you're ugly. No one's going to marry you. Wow. Uh, you're not worth it. Um, they would um, get at me physically a lot. So I was very insecure of, uh, you know, my physical appearance. Um, anytime I wanted to speak up for myself, I would get beat. Hmm. So that just taught me to not say anything, keep everything internally, hmm. and just live through my mind. Honestly, the way I would get happiness as a child was living through my mind. So just in your own little world? In my own little world. And that's what kept you sane. And to get by, um, I felt like I needed to perform for their love hmm. um, because they're really big on uh, ego. Like for example, um, I had other siblings who were very successful and um, were into the different kind of fields where you know parents would be proud. Mm. So I felt like I just needed to perform for their love. Fair. Like they didn't accept me for who I was, but if I made them look good, mm. they would love that. Okay, so before we move on to what your first marriage was like, right? Summarize to me real quick what your childhood was like. What made you seek, what made you dependent on that validation? Honestly, my whole life um, since a child, and until that moment, I just wanted my mom to love me. Mm -hmm. And I never got that. She was uh, pulling real hard for me to marry this person. So I thought that if I did that for her, she would love me. There's obviously, there's, there's obviously that normal wanting to please your parents, right? Like you want your parents to be proud of you. You want them, you know, to look at you and be like, you know, they, you make them happy. You want to feel that, right? Was this, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much more was what you're talking about as opposed to that normal wanting to please your parents? This 
was a constant thought in my mind. Mm, you were just like, your life evolved around it. Exactly. Okay, so moving on, where did the idea specifically of marrying him, this cousin specifically, come from? I'm sure you have plenty of other cousins, right? So where did the idea of him come from? Why were they so bent on him? So they were bent on him because at the time I was 21. Mm -hmm. And um, in our culture, if you're not married by like at that time, because it was a while back, yeah. if you're not married by 16, 17, 18, you're considered old. You're barren. Yeah, you're considered like no mm. one's going to even look your way. Train is left. Yeah, they don't even like that's it. Mm. Not even an option anymore for anybody. So my parents were really pressed on getting me married mm. and uh, he was available at the time. You're 21. You grew up here in the States. How did that, I, like, I'm sure there's some normalcy to it because that's how the culture is, right? But in your head, was there anything like, man, he's old? Oh my God. When I seen him, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be attracted to this person. Like, he's not old. Like, at the time, he was probably 30, low, mid, low 30s, if anything. Yeah. Mid 30s tops. He's not old societal wise but to you as a 21 year old yeah weren't you like that's an old guy um with him i definitely was i was like there's like you know he kind of reminded me like of an uncle i'm not saying you know mm -hmm. that like he was ugly i'm just saying like there was nothing attractive um to me about him because he was my cousin so it's not even that you were forced into this like forget the forget the issues you had personally inside within right mm -hmm. forget the issues that you had in your family dynamic mm -hmm. you weren't even attracted to the man not at all and i made this clear to my parents and they i made it i made this clear to my parents and they literally um had me questioning myself from how much they projected he was good looking <laughs> like literally so then they started making me feel like I was ugly. Mm, like you're lucky you're even going to get a guy like that. Wow. And wow. I felt really, um, really ugly. Like maybe I am ugly. Maybe um, this is the only option I'm going to ever get to get married. That's how mm. they made me feel. Mm. So when they would say love comes after marriage, were you like maybe love isn't about being attracted to someone? Did you begin to separate love from attraction? Or was, were they the same thing for you? I, um, when, see, we grow up as children thinking that our parents are right. Mm -hmm. So I was already heavily emotionally abused. Mm -hmm. So I started questioning myself, like, maybe love does come after marriage, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't physically attracted to him. Okay, 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 okay. So did he know you weren't attracted to him? Um, no. Okay. I'm sure that like he would notice because uh, when we act when we eventually did get married, yeah. we were not intimate at all. It was as if we were roommates. How long were you guys married? For about four years. Four years. Yeah. Wow. So intimacy was not a thing. Barely any intimacy. Uh, just two different people. You know, he was from the blood. Mm. You know, I was from here. Yeah. He spoke English, but the the communication was definitely not there. Was he not wanting to be intimate? because that's how his mindset was or was it you simply were not interested i was simply not interested man okay okay i just felt like honestly um love 
you know, should be different than that. I feel like mm. you should be passionate about each other. I feel like Absolutely. you should be like, you know, understanding with each other. Yep. You know, you need to be physically and ment- mentally stimulated at all times. Mm-hmm. And I did not have any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me miserable. Did you have any connection with him prior? I mean, like, were y'all close cousins? No. Okay, so, oh my gosh. So you guys weren't even close cousins. You, you weren't tight. Um, you, you were forced into it. You aren't attracted to him. Now you're married to him. And you don't even want to be intimate with him. How else did the entire leading up to you being married to him and how you felt, how, how else did it affect your marriage? Because this is bigger than, mind you, this is bigger than I was forced to marry someone because that doesn't always go south, mm-hmm. okay? Mind you, I have to say, to be forced into a marriage is so against Islam. It's haram to marry your, it's haram to tell your child you have to marry this person, no one else, you know? It's haram for you, you taking away that right that your child has. And people sometimes, a lot of the time, confuse culture and religion. I've literally had non-Muslims, right, tell me, so y'all get forced into, like, you guys don't have a choice, right? You have to marry whoever your parents say. And I have to correct them real quick, like, nah, man. Like, I have to, I have to say that, like, it is not from Islam for a parent to take away that right that is given to you by Allah, by God, for you to be married to who you please, right? Whoever it is that you're interested in. So this isn't even about just that. You are not attracted to the man. That's a whole other issue. And on top of that, you felt that because your argument in your head wasn't, I... I'm being forced into this. Were you at all like fighting from the sense of this is my right? I'm allowed. I'm supposed to marry who I can. And that's exactly what I was uh, explaining to my parents. But they pulled the, you know, if you don't listen to your parents, it's hard on. <laughs> okay. So every every card in the book, huh? Just every card in the book. And at that time, I was so broken. I was I just had to do, go with the flow and just do it. How did all the issues you were going through, right? How did all these different circumstances within the marriage? How else did it affect your marriage apart from the intimacy aspect? It was definitely just living with a roommate. We barely even slept in the same bed. Hmm. Um I would go to work, he would go to work. Hmm. Um, I would still do my wifely duties, cook and clean for him, but Mm. that was that. Did he want to have a better relationship with you? He did, and um, when we went through the divorce, I told him, uh, you can find somebody to marry Mm -hmm. who will love you. Yeah. Um, And he understood that, and our divorce was clean. Alhamdulillah. Did Did it hurt him throughout the four years that you were married that you guys didn't have a relationship you didn't have a bond you weren't really married i'm sure it did but um he never expressed it to me so you guys just lived your own lives so when it came to little things like that like cooking cleaning you still did it you were just focused on being a good wife it wasn't is it because you wanted to or is it just when it came to those things or even when if it was like family gatherings or if you know i don't know if friends went out or something you know i would put on a face as if i was um 
we would just uh, it would just look like we were married, you know. Wow. And nobody knew what what, y- what y'all were going through. Um, the only uh, people that knew what you guys obviously did. Yeah, was okay. my family because I would uh, express to my parents that I was miserable and I couldn't do this anymore. Like it really affected me. It made me feel miserable. It, I was literally like just going through the motions of life, and I died on the inside. So did you guys? Did you guys know from the be- from the very get go that this is what she was going through, or is it something that came? Is it something that came later? Did they find out afterwards? Did you share with them? No. During the marriage, I told them right away that I couldn't, okay. like, I can't be in it. And then divorce in our community. Mm. Yeah, and then who's gonna marry a divorcee? She's damaged goods. And you couldn't go to your parents, obviously. Yeah, no, I did mention to my parents that I wanted to divorce. Oh, how did that conversation go? No, who wants damaged goods? Oh, you're not doing um, what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. He's your ticket to the Jannah. Mm. Um, be patient. Um, love comes after marriage, or you know, things like that. So, how soon into the marriage were you were like, I need to get out of this? Honestly, right away, um, but my profession yeah. kind of helped me um, f- uh, forget like what was going on. Like I did find I find myself a job, and then I did start working, and I felt like you know what you distracted yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what <clears throat> happened. Okay. All right. So when the time came, what gave you the strength? How did you go about? getting out of that marriage you just told him how did it go so he was very understanding um because he knew that what we had was not a normal marriage so what i'm asking is you went to your parents you got the reactions that you got from them yeah then you were like let me just go to him that was um let me go through him let me tell him i want a divorce is is that what the thinking was that was towards the end of the marriage yeah okay so one day you were just like it didn't work that way through the through the parents and they kept you know dismissing it so you were like let me go to him express what i want to him and go that go about it that way to where it's like a mutual separation very much so yeah and he was just completely understanding he was understanding but i also feel that he didn't want a divorce because he was just you know afraid himself and mm-hmm. you know comfortable because everybody's afraid of change sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. All right. So, and that was that. That's That was the first marriage. Yep. Okay. Is that all you want to say about it? Um, and just to also to stress the fact that it was very hard for me to actually, like, get the divorce through my parents. Like, mm. to have their support. Mm. So you had no one that you could talk to? No one I could talk to, but I wanted out early in the marriage and I had to wait, like, ar- around... Three, four years. Oh, you knew right in the beginning. Yeah. So it was just three years, three, four years of misery. Yeah, a lot. Okay. All right. So that was your first marriage. You were married around 22. You were in this marriage for four years with a man that was your cousin. Mm -hmm. You were forced to be in the marriage with him. You weren't attracted to him. You didn't have any intimacy. You both put on a face throughout the in every aspect of your lives after being married. You both were aware that this is what this isn't what a marriage is supposed to be like, um, and you guys just went along with it. Exactly. What for you was the takeaway from that first marriage? What would you say you learned? 
in an, in any aspect about marriage, about yourself, about life. I just learned that you know, because it, it we don't go through things for the heck of going through things in life, right? Mm -hmm. That's not how life works. It's not how Allah works. You know, obviously the situations that we get put in, it's from our own doings. At the end of the day, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala only wants better for us, right? God only wants what's best for us, right? He will never do an injustice to us. So when we go through trials like that, or things in our life where we're just like, what is this, right? There's some. There's always something to be taken from it. You did not go through those four years coming out empty-handed. So what was it that you came out with? I just came out with that, you know, uh, from uh, a young age, a girl just wants to get married, complete high for a dean, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I learned that a marriage should be two people that love each other, not two people who are just pretending to be married. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a play. It's not a facade. It's a companionship. And um, also, I uh, what I learned also is that no one is ever going to tell me who I'm going to marry. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. going to marry who I want to marry. Did you at any point regret not having a certain amount of strength before you got into that marriage? Or in the marriage, did you blame yourself at all? Were you like, I wish I just put my foot down? All the time. Um, uh, and that stems from my childhood. Like, I'm just so afraid to stand up for myself because I might feel like I'm not worth it. And I'm going to get that toxic negativity. Understandable. Okay. All right. Bismillah. So that was the first marriage. Are you? Do you have a headache yet? No, I don't. I don't have a headache. I just... I'm just very thankful that you're doing this. Um, it's a conversation that never takes place, in my opinion. Exactly. And you reached out to me for this. You know, I think that's amazing. And I also think it's amazing that you guys are willing to sit here with your sister um, and let her tell this story. You're not like, no, 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 you're not going to. Not only are you allowing her, but you recognize the good that inshallah this will bring, the impact that it can have, the motivation and inspiration and strength that you may possibly be a means of giving someone who is, and forget someone, there, there's several people who may be stuck in this very situation right now. Because it's not even, look, I'm not saying that every marriage where someone gets forced into turns out bad. People listen and that's one of the tactics that they were saying yeah it is like oh she married her cousin and look at them they have five kids they're happy <laughs> she married her cousin and look they got two kids in a the business they're happy yeah so that was thrown definitely a lot yeah <laughs> so i'm not i'm not downplaying like granted at the crux of it the entirety of the situation is horrible it's haram it's wrong okay it's a horribly massive sin all right to strip away a right from someone that was given to them by Allah to begin with, all right? It's against our religion. Regardless of what people think of Muslims and Islam, it's against our religion. It's culture that pulls And I wish I knew that at the time because they made me feel like it was against our religion, my religion to not marry her mm. because I did, wasn't doing what they wanted me to do. So yeah, I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I commend you and you and you all to that you're doing this. So <laughs> moving on. Round two. Okay. Second marriage, inshallah. Um, 
I'm gonna restart the cameras quick, and we're gonna get into it.